Feel it coming in the air Yeah And there's screams from everywhere Yeah I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who go on this town tonight Hey, welcome into the Palmy Lasseter Sports Talk Show We are live in studio Today's Tuesday, Taco Tuesday at that 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Join us in on the show Monday through Friday, except Wednesdays, on the days that we are off. I'm live in studio today. Kwame's still getting making his way in, making his way out. Demi Lachey is here. And, yeah, with it being Tuesday, man, I have no daily rant today. I can't really complain. Just, you know, just typical... In and out day, you know, Monday was just so slow. Typical Monday. I mean, I don't know what it is. Like, these last couple of Mondays has just been really just slow and tough. And, you know, you, you're doing so much work, you know, outside the studio and making sure you get playing A, B, and C done before you be, begin talking about D, E. And, you know, that's all what Monday was about, especially afternoon. So it took a lot out of me. It took a lot for me to get going. On a Monday, when normally, you know, I try to t- take a Monday like it's a regular, you know, typical like weekday. I try to think of Monday as a Friday. You know, the mindset is set that way. But it it just turned out to be just, especially these last couple of Mondays, just, just slow Mondays, man. I can't wait till Monday football start up for sure. But, uh, you know, usually I try to, you know, dismantle the whole Monday stereotype sphere. But yesterday really got me. It it really got to me. I felt like you know I was in like Dallas or um, felt like I was up there in Minnesota. You know, as as if like it was like a camp day where I just woke up early and you know, oh man, I got to get ready for practice. Oh, I got to get put the pads on today. And it just felt like I was in the middle of camp or something. Like I was really just tired throughout the day. I don't know what it was. I guess just your typical Monday. But one ideal. Um, that came to mind was, you know, I started looking at, you know, some of the practices yesterday and uh, throughout the NFL network, you know, they were displaying a lot of teams uh, pretty much, you know, the the AFC North. And, you know, with Cleveland, they displayed Cleveland Browns and showing what Johnny Menzel was doing through, throughout practices and, you know, and then the talks about how he's condoning himself you know, off the field, better, way better than where he was last season as a rookie, which, in which that happens, you know, as a young rookie, you're going to, you know, you're not going to hit everything perfect. You're not going to be that perfect professional off the field. Uh, You can act like it, you can be it, but, you know, some things, it just don't work out, especially with a guy like Johnny Menzel, who has so much attention coming out of Texas A&M, in which he put on himself, Mostly, he put on himself. I mean, his play on the field at Texas A&M was phenomenal, but it really came down to, you know, what he did off the field, hanging out with superstars, hanging out with celebs, hanging out with, you know, musicians, Floyd Mayweather, Drake. I mean, you name it, He was that was his entourage. He was just always around it. But going back towards, you know, what really Johnny Menzel made him Johnny Menzel is to play on the field, play on the football field, and how he's just not getting it. He still hasn't got over that edge. And 
you know, presented any production football wise as a quarterback. I don't know what it will take. Um, he's he's motivated. He got himself together off the field, in which I, I believe that's a great direction to go. But I still think he's lacking, and you know, just his play on. The, I don't know if it's like a confidence standpoint with his play on the field. If the receivers are not really, you know, sold on him. If he, they're not really trusting him to a standpoint. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if it's the coaches. They, they, they have their hands up in the air right now because, you know, this, this guy. You take him in the first round, and you know, you expect just great things out of him from day one, and it's just been a struggle. Now year two is coming along. Camp is starting up. You got a guy like Josh McCown who's, you know, on his back and. You know, uh, came in as a veteran, and just you know, who, who could pick the Browns up and pick them up where they left off? Because at first, at, at one point in the season last year, they were what seven and three, seven and four, and you were expecting you know them to possibly make a playoff run, um, make it into the playoffs. Period. And then they go with you know throwing Johnny Menzel, started him a few games, which was you know I, I wouldn't have done it the way the Browns did, especially with uh, benching Hoyer. It, yeah, he wasn't playing well, but they were winning ball games. Um, keep it going but once they threw Johnny in it just got just got even worse and now you know throughout camp so far he hasn't displayed very good quarterback football play at all Kwame Lasseter jumping in the studio I was in a meeting it's Tuesday Taco Tuesday at that yeah but I'm not gonna I'm not probably not gonna do a taco I haven't had any real food for about a week and some change yeah been doing these juices. I've been on on my it works, drinking a lot of uh, water and got my green tea going. Well, has it worked? It works for a week. It work. Yeah, it works. It, it worked for a week. It works. I'm down to my fighting weight now. I'm down back back to my fighting weight. So I'm comfortable. When are you gonna get to your boxing weight? I gotta go in the gym for that. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm allergic <laughs> to the gym. I'm allergic to the gym. <laughs> Man, you talking about the Cleveland Browns? They was seventy nine last year. They shouldn't have benched Hoyer. I don't. I didn't. I didn't agree with the move, but I don't have to make those moves. And then you got an idiotic owner, or mm-hmm. not, I say general manager, who want to text and tweet on the sideline mm-hmm. during a game to put such and such player in. Now I told you I met. Uh, I did something with Muscle Farm out in Denver, right? <clears throat> and I met uh, Johnny Menzel. You know when you, you 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 from the outside looking in, you see a lot of guys and you talk about them, you have an opinion about them, mm-hmm. and that might be confirmed or not when you finally meet him. But he seemed like a good guy, man. He, he, he I think he taller than I thought he would be. I thought he was going to be like a Drew Brees or mm-hmm. Michael Vick, but he might be an inch, half an inch, not an inch, but a half an inch taller than those guys. I've never seen him in person. He can't throw. I haven't seen him in person. He yeah. can't throw. That's the first he, thing you said. The first thing I said, he threw, a, he threw a football. It was terrible. And most quarterbacks rest their arm like Ben Roethlisberger said. He don't throw during the offseason. He don't touch oh, the wow. football because you got to give his shoulder some rest. But then when he goes right back into the season, he works on a deep ball. Mm-hmm. So I figured that made, you know, that turns your ball, your shoulders up even more. Right. <laughs> but We're going with nothing, not throwing the touch in the football. They, to deep day ball. one, you're throwing deep balls. Because they're a deep ball game. Uh, Todd Haley, you know, we talked about him. We were trying to figure out who the office coordinator was. It was Todd Haley. Mm-hmm. Used to be with Arizona. Went to the Kansas City Chiefs as a head coach. Left there. Had numerous jobs. Now he's the office, office coordinator and quarterback guy for the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Now, Brian Hoyer being benched last year for the emergence or the crowd pleasing and try to put Johnny Manziel in there. Finished seven to nine. I thought they'll finish nine and seven last year. I thought they'd have a mirror record to how they finished up. Right. But um and, and maybe maybe get a wild card. Mm-hmm. I think that wild card who was it? They had Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati and Cleveland. That's their conference. Mm-hmm. But I thought they may finish maybe third in there and not so much last. Right. But you got a quarterback watch now. Josh McCown, starting quarterback, probably start the season as the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. I think Josh McCown can get it done. But you also talking about the Josh, two different Josh McCowns. The one that took the Chicago Bears on a nice run while Jay Cutler was out or faking hurt and then getting a good contract. Mm-hmm. And then you talking about a guy who lost 10 of 11 games for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the Tampa, exactly. Bay, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are what they are. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they, that was just a walking bad situation. Period. They'd be a better Tampa Bay would be a better team, but we are talking about Josh McCown and the Cleveland Browns. I think Josh McCown, McCown, he would go into the season as a starter. Hopefully, they don't do a Brown uh, Brian Hoyer on him, and when it seems like it's going bad, or we just right there on the edge. And sometimes coach say, "Well, we need the spot. Put Johnny in." And but then you have the GM <laughs> on in the booth texting, "Put Johnny in," right. which is illegal. Which is illegal. For so some reason, it's illegal. I don't know why. It's your team. You should be able to do whatever you want to do. Get on the headsets, if anything. But I think they'll play a lot better this year, a lot more inspired football. Who I'm interested in seeing over there is Terrell Pryor, wearing number 87. As a wide receiver. As a wide receiver. But they, the first, well, I knew one of the first things they did was going to put in a play in so he can throw the football. Oh, really? Re- reverse. Yeah. Reverse yeah. pass. Yep. First it, thing they did. Yep. <laughs> but 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 they saying now he's an athlete. Now we knew that from Florida. I think this guy from Pennsylvania with quarterback uh, a huge quarterback area is where he from, grew up and played. Then goes to Ohio State and not not nearby schools, Penn State, Pitt, and those schools of, of that nature. Mm-hmm. Goes to Ohio State has a great has a pretty good career at Ohio State. And pretty good to me is like real good. Some mm-hmm. people just say pretty good is like average. Not that's not what I mean when I say that. But now he's playing receiver for the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. It may work out. This just may work out for him. I'm excited to see what the Browns are going to do. Um, with him or period? No, with, I mean, with or without Terrell Pryor. I think it's going to be interesting how they play him if he makes the roster, if he makes the 53-man roster, because they got a lot of receivers right now. They're trying to, you know, fill that space of what uh, knucklehead Gordon Left for them to he's a, uh, to he's pick a up. Though. That guy had the world in his hands. Yeah, he's. He, I think he's done. But they picked up, you know, free agent Dwayne Bowe. They picked up Brian Hartline, Terrell Pryor, uh, Travis Benjamin, who's you know been in Cleveland for the past couple of seasons. Uh, young guy uh, Shane Wynn out of Indiana. I played against him a couple of times. I mean, he's a spark plug. I think at the return game, he's going to be a, exciting to see Shane Wynn. Shane Wynn. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a punt returner, kick returner. I mean, it's but he's he's electric, uh, little fast kid from Florida. I mean, he's he's a baller. But then you look at the defensive end. Did, did Shane get drafted, or he's a uh, unrestricted free? Oh, no, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. Okay. And um, I, I'm guarantee you, especially in that return game, they're going to take looks at him throughout that standpoint. But you know, those return guys, you put them in the slot. Um, this guy was one of the best slot receivers I've, I've ever seen. He's just really tiny. I mean, the guy is like. Uh, what's my man named uh, who played for the Broncos a couple years ago? Holiday. He, he reminds me of like a holiday. Uh, He's so small, but yet he can make big plays happen. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, we, we'll see what happens with Terrell Pryor if he, you know, gets more reps if he makes the roster. Josh McCown, that's going to be. Uh, I think it's his his job to lose or his job to keep. And you know, he doesn't want to hand that you know hand the title over to Johnny Menzel. And I don't think Johnny Menzel's still ready, especially some of the practice plays. Like they showed the AFC North yesterday, and you know they showed Pittsburgh, they showed Cleveland, Baltimore, and Cincinnati. And when Johnny Manziel was up, you know, showing his, um, you know, his techniques, him going through uh, passes just on air. I mean, mm-hmm. it just was not positive. It just did not look – he didn't look confident. I don't know. They say he, he's doing way better off the field, which is definitely going to help us play well, on the he field. He don't have confidence. a choice. That, I don't even know. I don't <laughs> know. If, I mean, he has to do better off the field coming from where he – and a lot of stuff, he put himself in that situation, and at the same time, it wasn't his fault. People knew about him. Maybe it was his fault. When you know how a guy mm-hmm. is, you know, like Mike Tyson. You want to egg Mike Tyson on, you go into. You better you, be careful doing you, that. You better be careful. You better be careful doing it to Johnny Manziel also. But you don't. You see these guys out in public, and you get a perception about them. So you want to ho- see if it holds true. Mm-hmm. And you go out there. It's okay for Johnny to say, "I don't want to sign Ogre. I'm not. I don't. I'm not a fan of it." But if the guy's eating, know the situation where don't bother somebody. Mm-hmm. Maybe I met a last year. He was in. Uh, Texas at a golf tournament, he's enjoying golf. Don't bother him. Mm-hmm. If he looks like he want to sign autographs, then maybe you got that inkling to go up there and do that. But if he look like he's watching the the, the golf round, mm-hmm. I mean, just wait till it's over with. If you can wait till it's over with, my time is not. These guys' times are not more important to you than it is to them, and exactly. most people think so. Now look at the look at the. Uh, here's why the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, Cleveland Browns, same thing, pretty much. Here's why the Cleveland Browns will be better offensively. Look at that defense. Whew. They got a defense. They had a defense last year. And and, and it's frustrating to be, have that type of talent on defense and have to be on the field for 80 plays a game. Yeah, they're not going to see 80 plays. Hopefully not. Hopefully they, not. They, Hopefully they, it's they, 69 plays a game mm-hmm. and offense sustains some drives. And they, and they do with it. 17 points or more. You score 17 points or more, and with that defense, they'll be in the top 10. Defensively, they will be in the top 10. Mm-hmm. With, with this team being put together, that defense being put together last season, you gain experience overall in playing with one another. Because last season was what? Carlos Dansby's first year with them. Uh, Sean Gibson, Dante Whitner. Uh, playing with you know with the likes of Joe Hayden, and that secondary is amazing. I mean, Tremont Williams coming over from Green Bay. Yep. Uh, that you know, Justin Gilbert, he gets to take a seat back and actually learn, get him in the nickel play. Uh, that, that's going to be exciting to see. And I, I want to see what this guy is going to do, uh, Pierre Desir. He was, you know, came out drafted. I think it was like third, fourth round. Fourth round. And he was a Division two guy. I mean, they said he's he's built the last in the NFL. Fourteen pick, fourth round. He yeah. will. That's when you get superstars. I want to see. You know, I, I want to see because right now he's, he's a little low in the depth chart. But he's just going in. Okay. You know, that's probably going mm-hmm. in. But they saw something in him to say. I, I mean, this, I don't think fourth round is taking a chance. I think fourth round, you're finding the good players now. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh does it all the time. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Pittsburgh but, and uh, I say New England, they do it all the time. Mm-hmm. They find those mid-level guys. But he's not just competing with Justin Gilbert. He's competing with, like I said, Tremont Williams, right. Joe Hayden. He got to find some time to get on that field. He he, where he gonna find that time is on a, a lot of special teams, and if somebody he got to work hard at practice. You got co- coaches don't disconnect with that. They were you. They see you working. If you're working hard at practice, you get that type of chance. You get those opportunities. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll take a break. Yeah. We'll take a break. It is uh, Tuesday. Uh, Kwame Lasha Sports Talk. Demi Lache is in the studio. I am. I know you not on how to work today because uh, your shirt is real wrinkled. We'll be right back. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Surfing is taking the world by storm. It's not just the sport itself, but the culture that surrounds it. From music to fashion, art, and competition, Surf Talk Show is a place that will showcase it all. Your hosts are JJ and the Doctor, two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture. They'll bring you the knowledge and entertainment that'll keep you riding the wave. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. East Coast on Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Yo, Jay, hit it. Let's go. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. Here we go. It's Jay to rock. 9144 That is the number. You know the show is going by fast. Uh, we might get stuck on one topic or we might just move around real quick. Never Lachey is in the studio. Shirt is not wrinkled. Your shirt is. You want to throw that in? Your shirt is wrinkled. You can't talk. My shirt not a wrinkle. It's not a wrinkle shirt. You got a lot of wrinkles going on. You crazy. This is this is cashmere. Cashmere. This is cashmere. That's cash money. Nineties. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Uh, what was I going to say? Before you really interrupt me. Oh, I know you didn't have a rant, and I don't have a real rant, but I just want to officially say, if I haven't already officially said it, I greatly dislike Arizona traffic. I leave him plenty of time to, you know, be here. And good thing I had a meeting when I walked in. <laughs> oh yeah. And and then I walk and then I'm it's crazy. It's like we're at nine o'clock you're supposed to be to get in the H O B lane, so by quarter till everybody should be cleared up. Mm-hmm. Just get to work on time. Now, I'm gonna test this too. And on this side, see where I live, kids go to school all year round, so they started two weeks early before this side of town. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm I'm thinking, you know, parents just don't know. Within four years of school, parents just don't know what their schedules are when school starts. How to, you know, make sure my son or kids, I should say, 
get to the bus or take them to school or just get off the street when I'm trying to get somewhere. <laughs> it's, it is a different monster when when school time comes in. Yeah, that's not my right. Nobody, nobody has a, a – it's hard to set a schedule knowing – the flow of traffic. You don't really know how slow, how quick it may be one day, the next but day. But you got to buy yourself some time, too. You do. So, uh, you definitely do. A lot of it uh, could be my fault, but it's not. Um, Marcus Mariota having thrown an interception in camp. What was it? Four day, camp started four days ago? Five. Mm-hmm. So, so is that a big deal or not? Oh, he got a grasp of the offense? Because the one thing on Marcus Mariota is he was um, – his knock, which we always find someone something to knock about somebody – especially when we can't do what that person can do, mm-hmm. was get under the center and run an offense. But he's been under the center. Mm-hmm. They say he looks good. They say this guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Marcus. Well, I thought. He's a natural athlete. I mean. Zach Mecken, uh, Mettenberger. With him going. Backing him up. Charlie Whitehurst. Back up. He got some people behind him that could play. Oh, fill in. Well, they, they, they did play. They tried to. Yeah. But, but for this team, the Tennessee Titans, for them to do well, Mario don't have to pick up. Marcus gonna have to pick up this uh, offense at a high rate because a, a lot of vanilla stuff gonna be thrown him, especially if he's under the center when he's never seen the defense from under that close mm-hmm. in his career. Um, I, I, this guy was at a. I remember a young Marcus Mariota at a FBU, young mm-hmm. baby face guy, mm-hmm. and you just watch these guys, and I, it's great when I see. I love when I see guys like that. Kind of with the same story I told when. I was uh, coming up, and you get you had favorites, and then you got to see them when you got older, and then become friends with them. But when you see guys like Marcus Mariota at small camps, not small camps, but at camps, then he turns out to be the first or second pick in the draft in the first round. Then he's starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. All the doubters, he's he's putting some of those comments and mm-hmm. concerns, I should mm-hmm. say, to rest for them for them. For those guys, well, he was a 15 pick. 15 pick. Would you have thought he slept down and went that far? Oh, he, who are you talking about? He, he, Jason went first. He went second in the first round, 2015. He was the second pick in the first round. Yeah, Mariota. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you expecting him to run his offense according to how they're going to run his offense right. against so vanilla. But he's going to look at a lot of defenses close up now because he had to get on the center. You just cannot run a full offense in a shotgun. Although Peyton Manning, seventy-five percent of the time is in a shotgun. Right nowadays, yeah, yeah. because of his neck injuries, neck issues, he yeah. can't really turn and shouldn't be doing too much. But because he used to be under the center in Indianapolis, oh, all the time, all day. That's how he had the greatest play action I think I've ever seen. I was talking about that yesterday. Showing the ball, he was the first one I ever seen a quarterback show the whole run. John Elway. It was. Okay. Yeah, John yeah, yeah. John Elway did the, the same, same deal stretch, as well. Yeah, yep. they had the same stretch offense. Um, as a defender, how do you? How, how would you? I mean, real quick, seeing that, you know, that's time after tough. time, that's a magic that trick. A lot it's, of quarterbacks don't. It, it's hard. To I'm do telling that. you, man, it's a, it's a magic trick. It's like you sitting right in front of uh, the magician, right in front of him, and he still pull a wool over your eyes. It's like a magic <laughs> trick. He holds that ball out for the longest time, mm-hmm. and you think the running back got it or has to get it. Pulls it out, post up, throw a, throw a pass. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to hear from a defensive standpoint. But, but you know what it makes that work? It's a good offensive line. It's a stretch offensive line. Yeah. A lot of holding that don't get, doesn't get caught. Mm-hmm. But that's what um, John Elway and uh, Denver Broncos used to do with Terrell Davis. Mm-hmm. 
good great stuff. great players do that. Great players show the same technique every play because mm-hmm. you hear the talks of you know Jerry Rice. They didn't know when he was running routes or when he was uh, block right uh, blocking for run plays. It was the same takeoff every rep. One of the things I try to tell KJ, I say you're a receiver. I know exactly when it's a run play on your team. Mm-hmm. I say you can't do that. I say you cannot do that. You got to look the same. Mm-hmm. Have the it's tough. These kids today, man, <laughs> these kids today don't even get into the end zone. They catch the ball and they stop turning around and go back to the huddle. <laughs> I'm like, how is the coach letting them do that? Oh, yeah. How is that possible? That, it kind of irked me. I was at Hamilton High School practice yesterday, mm-hmm. and you, and we went to the stretch play. That's when I said I was talking about uh, Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. I said, why in the red zone will you run an option? Why would you run an option? That's room for error. Mm-hmm. For that ball hitting the ground, quarterback getting hit, losing your quarterback. Right. Pitching the ball, maybe possibly fumble in the red zone. Why don't you just hurry up and get out there and stretch the ball out to the receiver? And maybe, and maybe that's better than your option, mm-hmm. running the option, pitch option, I should say, and from under the center. You don't know who's going to shoot the gap or mm-hmm. if that gap going to be shot, if he's going to get through, which he shouldn't or supposed to. But won't you just stretch the ball out or you're in the red zone, just pound it down somebody's throat. Well, it's, it's tough to do it in high school. I'm gonna tell you that what? now. What's no, not not part? pounding the, uh. the the rock down the uh, down the throat of a defense in the red zone, but doing a stretch play action type deal or stretch run plays. Period. Because you don't have that same offensive line you do in the NFL in college. I, I would. I would. Some guys don't care in high school. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> Some guys just in. do not care. Um. But and you know, going back to Mariota as a uh-huh. as a true athlete, man, I, I knew he could take the concept of you know going under center. I, I would think, as, as his athletic standpoint, it, it would be no issue. It would be no problem. It'll take time to get better at it, to be a professional at it. But by just doing it and presenting it throughout practices, I mean it was it was no question. He's an, a natural ability. He's a natural born athlete. Mariota, and getting yeah. under the center and you know doing stretch like. I played quarterback my high school, my senior year of high school. Never played quarterback position ever in my life besides in the streets. And getting under center, you know, that was a whole different deal. But once you go repetition in camp, you know, by the time the season starts, you got a down pack. I'm not no Marcus Mariota, obviously. And he's at a higher level, so I know for sure he's going to put in that time and that good work to get under center. He's a natural-born athlete. And it's amazing for him to not throw an interception thus far. He hasn't thrown an interception all camp. But at the same time. Because he's quarterback. But at the same time, he is going against the second-worst defense from the last season. And please name me some some DBs who you respect for the Tennessee Titans right now. Okay. Uh, McCourty? His brother. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you only respecting the last name. His, uh, Let's be honest. Jason McCordy, his brother. Uh, his, brother his brother played with uh, New England. New England and is all pro. Yeah, but he's a corner. The safety, he's better. <laughs> the corner's better though. What? The corner's better. No, he's not. Devin McCordy for the New, New England, England Patriots, Patriots is an right. all pro safety. Shuts down his side of the field. Means nothing. I was all pro. That means nothing. It does mean I something. That he, one he, was all, he was. He was. He was Pro Bowl. Yeah, he was. Devin McCourty shuts down the side of the field. Who's that left corner? They don't have a left corner? He's hurt? Parrish Cox. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Struggled in San Francisco. Struggled. Yep. yep. I don't think, yeah. Mm. Was a nemesis. People picked at Parrish Cox. They're going to pick on him here. Exactly. Mariota is already doing it. No picks. Come on, defense. <clears throat> Come on, defense. Well, we'll see. But you know what? You're talking about their first-team defense, and then I wonder if um, – 
Mariota's going against that first team because that first team need to be what the Tennessee Titans need to be doing is be going ones on ones. Because uh, absolutely, you, you yeah, have to. Because you can't give them false insecurity, mm-hmm. uh, offensively or defense, when you go one on two, mm-hmm. one offense against two defense or one defense against two offense. That's a false insecurity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can take a break and do that, but where the Tennessee Titans need to move as fast as they need to move, they mm-hmm. need to be going one on ones. That was talk before the draft and maybe after the draft, or uh, maybe getting Philip Rivers because he wanted to get you know just yeah, get him back home. Yeah, and Marcus Mariota even playing in. With the Chargers, who was talking about going to L.A. Mm-hmm. with the Oakland Raiders, sharing a stadium. Nobody wants to share a stadium. That, that day, the Giants can pull it off in, in um, the Meadowlands, but I don't see another football franchise sharing, football, uh, sharing a stadium with another. What happens you, is usually football and baseball, mm-hmm. a lot of Oakland Raiders and Oakland A's. Mm-hmm. It's usually baseball. Mm-hmm. And that's not even good because the field half of the year is full of dirt. Yeah. The field is not in any good condition no. at all. And then plus you had the Oakland Raiders who would <laughs> have football games as well out in the Bay Area. Speaking so. of, Tim Brown. Hall of Famer. Going in this weekend. In this, this weekend, week, right? This weekend. This is a good weekend. It's a, it's a great weekend. Um, <clears throat> the, the Hall of Fame game. It's, it's going to be Sunday kicked morning. off between. Yeah, I got it's, it's in the morning? Sunday morning. Sunday. Well, Sunday. Okay. I, I mean, I won't do that. I'm trying to get back to Arizona. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of traveling. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of traveling. But I think the uh, – I know the boys may uh, preach that. I got tickets, though. I got a, Actually, I got a buddy, too. I may have to get them tickets, too. Too bad you can't get down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been to Canada. I'm good. No, I'm talking about the atmosphere. I know you've been to Oh, Canada. yeah. During Hall of Fame atmosphere? Yeah. I'll go sometime. Yeah. Well, it, it'll come. be more next year. Mm-hmm. It'll be more. I'm going to the Hall of Fame next year. Are you? Yeah. I, I heard about that. <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> If I go to the Hall of Fame, you, you better – I don't pay somebody off. Or I got some, I got some naked pictures of somebody. It, it, I'm incriminating them. Roger Goodell? Yeah, no, he has nothing to do with it. We, we, what, one of the things I uh, kind of disagree with the Hall of Fame is, especially in baseball, is how writers get to pick who goes in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. They, ain't never, they never played. You don't know what that guy – I mean, but each, by each class, each a year, writer, I mean – it's it's pretty much obvious what guys you can pick, what guys if, you can go if with. If you and I take this media thing, this analysis, uh, analyst thing, to a whole nother level, we might predict somebody's future. Right, we be will be considered writers. Yeah, we can predict. <laughs> we, you know what, we supposed to be writing too. We supposed to be mm-hmm. blogging. We don't. If you got a radio show and you're not blogging, mm-hmm. you don't have a radio show because mm-hmm. there's always something to talk about. Right. And I used to blog all the time on my. You know what, I got to get back to blogging. Mm-hmm. I got a I got a blog site. I got to get. I used to blog all the time. I used to put my. It was fun too. I mean, it was, you know, to come up with a story because I tried to be they going English professor and, and put the word all the right words and. See, I can't. Had the when, when I started stuff, blogging, I was. I, I can only be me. You can't use slang. I can only be me. It's read across the world. My stuff used to be read across the world. Mm-hmm. You can't. Uh, I say you can't use slang, but why not? Why not? Depends on who you're writing to. Right. You writing to some idiots, yeah. You can. Have <laughs> <laughs> you writing to some uh, Neanderthals? Yeah, you could. Uh, you could do that. <laughs> it's fun to blog it though. You have to blog if you got a radio show. If you mm-hmm. part of any radio show, you part of any media stuff, you should be blogging mm-hmm. because that you always have something to talk about. And you know, also what that is is that's the second part of your show, or maybe the third part of your show. Because we plan on 
doing some TV stuff, mm-hmm. and we we can't do it. And we got to talk to somebody higher than we got to talk to somebody at the top mm-hmm. if we want to do it here. Absolutely, but it's gonna get done nonetheless. <laughs> it's gonna get done. So, we might we might film the um we might film um because they uh coach and winners want me to do a NFL one on one, so we might film that and make some make some moolah rules off that. Mm-hmm. Just off the filming part and do some editing. Got to do great editing. Editing got to be shopping, Chris. So you talked about blogging, and one of the you know fun things uh, about blogs that I, I definitely that we all love to come across is uh, the little over and under game. And we played it yesterday. I, I played it with you know just speaking with a couple of friends uh, just out, <laughs> and you know the the over under. So basically, you know who's overrated, who's underrated at each position, and we got to talking. It was fun, fun conversation. Who's and a, who's you read that a lot of in a lot of blogs. Oh yeah, we yeah. just went by position by position, just asking, talking it up, you know, chopping it up, bringing right. it to the station. You know, it's just yo, who do you see by each position in the NFL? You know, going into the preseason, going into the season. That play. is a long conversation because you you go team by team and position by position. Ooh. We just go by position throughout the NFL. As oh, just, in, oh like, just just quarterback. As in, yeah, who who do you see? It's thirty two. It's on that superstar level and then it's like well does he really deserve it because like we, so we talked about five. yeah okay kind of like a top five list kind of like uh top two you know who, who do you under. see who do you see uh overrated underrated you it got, was fun you got an over under on uh james winston successful season not, successful not, season successful quarterback i mean with him transition with him even from, taking two snaps <laughs> during regular season play it's going to be a over a overrated no, it's, it's going to be under, it's going to be a great situation for him. Period. He's yeah. going. That's a great season for him already. Just taking two snaps. Um, no, what, no, no, I'm kidding. What, yeah, what with him playing and winning ball games, ah, uh, I don't, I don't see him winning too much. What but were they one in? What were they two and fourteen last year? They what were the they? worst team in football. Period. I don't. Well, uh, see, I don't count losses. Huh? <laughs> I don't like to count losses. What you mean? Like count losses. <laughs> yeah. Once, once you go, uh, they should have been better than they were last year. Mm-hmm. They should have been at least mid level, but I, I have no idea why that wasn't the case. Mm. And sometimes it's unexplainable too. too. You because man, I used to look at our team, and I knew from a defense standpoint we was going to be okay. But then I looked at the offense. I said, man, we got this guy, this guy, that guy. We got him. We got uh, we're gonna we're gonna be okay. Doesn't matter. Uh, Doesn't I didn't, matter. I, didn't, I wasn't. I wasn't. You know. I you know. I re- I read. I read you all stats all the time when mm-hmm. you were playing. The one stat or the one key position that I was just like, man, they were just just short by just looking and just reading because I wasn't there. Right. But by just looking it over, it start. They all started in the in the trenches for you all. I wasn't too sold on the offensive line play. Well, the offensive line because you hear about how Jake the Snake got the name the Snake because that man was running around like like his head was cut off. But in college though. He did, and brought it to the NFL where Arizona didn't help him too much either. Strong defensive play. I mean, you guys were giving up 17 points a game at one point. I mean, it was over over like a three-year, three- to four-year standpoint. But that's yeah, the wins was, and losses didn't yeah. count. And, you know, some of those points probably came from the offensive turnovers. You know, that it, happens in games. They were. They were. Some of them, they, they were. But after a while, and I don't make any excuses for our defense because I don't think there's any guy that I play defense for would make an excuse for. Some of those could be played on arena football field. We was always playing. Mm-hmm. We was always playing forty yards in or fifty yards in. Oh wow! You you gonna at least get a field goal out of that. Mm-hmm. And defensively, we felt like if we stopped teams to field goals, we was we won. Mm-hmm. But we also 
we also practice hard every day of blocking field goals. Oh wow, really? Yeah, man. Uh, okay. Yeah, we. That's we, rare. We won't say that we, now. That's we, rare. But we weren't trying to give up field goals. That's uh-huh. how good we were. Even in practice. Even in practice. Oh, that's yeah, how good we wanted to be on defense. We wasn't trying to give up field goals. Even though we got the ball uh, or the team got the ball on the 30 and all they can do is line up and kick a field goal, mm-hmm. we weren't even trying to give that up. But it would it would have been considered a win, not in the beginning of a game, but at the end, you know, as the game going, if you're doing that for an entire game and then it turns into be doing that most of the season, mm-hmm. those are wins for a defense. Yeah, those are wins. Yeah, seventeen points. Offense just scored seventeen points, but we wanted, you know, we was always taught to score on defense. Somehow mm-hmm. you got to score on defense. That's why we practice ripping the ball out. Everybody getting to the ball because the ball will come out after a while. Them, them running backs and receivers get tired of getting hit. Mm-hmm. Them quarterbacks get tired of play great defense in the secondary. Them quarterbacks get tired of getting pressured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys were a stingy defense. Look, yeah. watching old film. Y'all were very stingy. Just yeah, we, play with we, a lot of attitude and like, don't forget about us. Right, we had fun. Though. And it looked fun. And yeah, and that's the best. That's the best thing about you all. Look mm-hmm. fun on an offensive standpoint. They just looked like it was like a, a business. Like it was all business <laughs> structure. Like we don't have get hurt. to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. offense like, I think there's offense across the country, everywhere. Most from most offense. Hey, let's not get hurt. I mean, if you got your fullback catching over 100 footballs in the season, I mean, come on. We was going out there trying to hurt people, and uh, most offense thing, and I don't know if this was my offense, don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't get hurt because I want to go to dinner after after the game. <laughs> Yo, coming up in the last segment, man, we're going we're gonna to play a little over-under. See who who you see going into the preseason play. Um you know, who's overrated, underrated Okay. by each position. I want to see your mindset, where your mind is at. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk Show. Kwame's going to fix the neck on, neck on his shirt, and we'll be back after this break. <laughs> no, I ain't got no neck. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play by play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. 
Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Lasseter Sports Talk Show, back in studio last segment. Before we get into the you know whole over-under game, um, jumping over to the NBA real quick. Funniest uh, blog story, that source that I read about, uh, was LaMarcus Aldridge and him building a showroom shoe house. Showroom? Not, a, not, not just a room, but a house. He's building a another home That's what you behind his home. To show shoes. To display over his 150 pair of shoes that he has. That's stupid. But you know what? You you know what? You he could, ran out of closet space. Well, then, then let's build a house and get, try get a house my shoes. where you can get. A, I don't. I don't think anybody, <laughs> anybody, have enough closet space. I don't care how big your house is. You do. Mm-hmm. Mm, I seen some closet. I seen some houses with closets look like bedrooms. Yeah. But then, oh, yeah. but the more closet you have, the more clothes you put in. Mm-hmm. So you never have enough closet space. I never have enough closet space. I'm th- I'm giving away stuff right now. Giving away stuff right now. Another thing, you can build those houses for like twenty five hundred dollars. You know those houses mm-hmm. on the go, mm-hmm. which would be a good one. That you could travel in, pull them, put them, hitch them up to the, uh, <laughs> hitch them up to the tourists and yeah. go. But to build a, a whole another home behind your home. Just for your shoes. That's a guest house. That's your guest house. He's, he's about to put a whole shoe display in there. He's in the works in the process of really doing this. And he's like doing it behind room. his home? I can see if he was selling the shoes, doing a showroom. <laughs> Welcome to, you know, I signed a deal with Nike. Here, come, if you want to make a purchase, you here's my showroom. Shoes, go to High Point in uh, Scottsdale, Adrian Wilson's shoe store. High Point. High Point? Yeah. Hmm. Got some nice I'm going to go check that out. Man, that stuff expensive, but he got some nice stuff in there. <laughs> but you're not going to find them anywhere. You're not going to find them anywhere. Right. Uh, n- another basketball news that dealt out. Now, we talked about it yesterday. Drizzy? After the break. Nah. Nah, Drizzy. They after we got out of studio. Nah, not Drizzy. He, he messing around with Meek Mill too much. Nah, they got new uniforms in Toronto. You know he's the global ambassador. Everybody for, has new uniforms this season. But, yes, he is the global is ambassador. He got to stop getting in trouble with University of Kentucky or whatnot. Oh, Drake? Yeah. What'd he do? Because he was signing autographs, taking pictures with uh, – Prospects with guys oh, who were in commitment, yeah, that's tampering. And so the NCAA sent him a nice little letter. So yeah, NCAA tell him shut up. Yeah, he he want to play basketball with Kentucky and stuff. Man. He should be able to do that. He don't, but he got percentage in Toronto, I believe. Can't so. be taking pictures with the recruits. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. Come on, Drake. He does what he wants. Every a lot of, everybody does, but there's some consequences to him. Oh yeah, like these Neanderthals that. Driving 143 miles per hour with weed and a 12-year-old in a car mm-hmm. and a gun, loaded gun. James Harden mm-hmm. has a huge decision to make. No, he don't. That's easy. Rather to sell your soul for $200 million to Adidas Why he selling this or soul? watch or wait until Nike either match the deal or comes up with something Why you something say he's selling his soul? It's a lot of stuff he got to do for that 200 13 million. 13 years. <laughs> oh, he's not going to $200 million. Mm-mm. You got to give me more than 13 that. 13 years. Give me 250 Million over 13 years, <laughs> and I'll sign right now. 
Of course you would. Look, man. If you were James I'm Harden, on that, uh, I see you. I'm on that Adidas. I see you, Harden. <laughs> I see. I saw the. I saw the pair yesterday. You didn't think I saw it, but Which I, pair? Oh, I was all up in it. Um, <laughs> that, that I don't know, man. That's a good deal. Jay Harden, Adidas. You know, making this offer because his contract came up with Nike. Here, here's and Adidas is is on a struggle right now. Why? Under Armour passed him up. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's Nike Under Armour. Under Armour. I told you how they yeah, brainwashed kids. They're not kids. playing around. Cam Newton. I'm gonna get me a job. Curry. I'm gonna get me a job at Under Armour. Yeah, but oh, no, out. I mean I'm, I apologize, Adidas. I'm gonna get me a job with Adidas. They need help right now. I need a, I need a sales job. I don't know what, what happened to Reebok. I don't know. I'm apply for some jobs. I need a sales job. <laughs> I I sell Adidas to the wheels fall off. And every time you see me, I'm Adidas down church. <laughs> Funerals, weddings. I love Adidas because they made a strong comeback with you know the, the 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 camo Adidas suits that you know that LL Cool J used to rock. That was back in style about two they, years ago. It came back. It was awesome. LL stopped wearing just, Filas because they wouldn't pay him, but he was marketing and put it in my soul. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't pay Run DMC for Adidas. Run DMC rocked Adidas. Oh man, they my took Adidas, it to a whole other level. They didn't yeah. pay them for that. But they Adidas is who they are because of Run DMC. Let me tell you that. Mm-hmm. I tell you that initially, but I think I like their shoes. But nobody knows what nobody knows what that strike is. You know those those three strikes. Yeah, that's six six six. Who told you that? Adidas. See, see, Adidas see. rep. What Adidas rep did you name the source? Allegedly, huh? <laughs> that six six six. Okay, Tom Brady. It, it, it's a it's a go go look at the great the Greek alphabet. Oh, the Greek num uh, numeral. Okay. Now, two hundred million dollars. Here's where I here's where I. Or how I would take this deal. See, people say $200 million. First of all, you got to think, that's James Harding. He can get that deal from somebody. No. Yes, he can. James Harding is one of the best top five athletes in basketball. But he never talks. He, he can't market. The beard The beard is a great marketing standpoint. I agree with that. As soon point. as I sign the 200000000 million, I'm shaving the beard off because that's what they're paying for, too. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, right. No, he, that's his trademark for man, life. Man, this guy come from Arizona State. <laughs> Not a lot of those guys come out of Arizona. No. And, and he left early. Of course. He left early, but he was he was cold blooded at Arizona State. Yeah. Then he went to um then he went to um OKC. OKC. Got drafted. And then they didn't want him but he's smart. He left. He didn't want to leave, but you had to get to you gotta take some lateral movements that might look lateral, but that's an upward movement. Look what we're talking about now. James Harding has to make a decision on $200 million or stay with Nike. Now, $200 million for 13 years? No. $200 million for 10 years? I'll take that deal. Or give me, Or give me $250 million for 13 years. Or $230 million. Mm-hmm. $230 for 13 years? I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Done. Done. It's, yeah, it's going to be you know interesting. To as see. long as he don't get in trouble, where well, they can take that back. Why not go with Under Armour? They're gonna come up. They don't have. They don't, they don't have good, a lot of NBA guys. They don't make good basketball shoes. A lot of guys won't well, go. Steph with Curry got guys. some nice shoes. Yeah, Steph Curry. He don't do anything. <laughs> he don't do anything but shoot. This guy drives and do everything. Well, look at the guys who are assigned with Adidas in the NBA right now. Damian Lillard. What wasn't who's uh, struggling with the Portland Trail Blazers? Kobe Bryant. John he was, Wall. He was with Kobe Adidas. left. He he would he would Nike now. Yeah, he's back with Nike. with Nike. He's with Nike. He was Nike Adidas Nike. What you got? Lillard, John Wall. Uh who else is with Adidas right now? Oh, your, your boy D Rose. I yeah. mean, these guys, these NBA guys, they're not really. They sign these huge Adidas deals. It's for the money, and man. it just doesn't pan out. Like, it's, what you mean? Is it a curse? Out. I mean, for John Wall, he's on the come up. But oh, you talking about they get hurt like the John Madden uh, curse? Yeah, it's it's like you sign with Adidas. It's it's a curse, man. A little bit in the NBA. 
Derrick Rose, he signed that huge deal for life. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He lifed it. 14-year deal. You see that right there. Signed a massive 14-year deal. Only to see him miss how plenty much, of how action. How much was it, though? Because of knee injuries. How much was it? He Because it didn't pan out for Adidas. It panned out for Derrick Rose. Oh, of course. Same deal with Damian Lillard. They changed the whole roster. They got rid of Marcus Aldridge. Um, the Trailblazers are going to struggle. <laughs> well, they can't. They're pay not Kevin showing Durant. much promise. You think Nike can pay? Well, over years, yeah, they can. But they're gonna have to. You know what? You know what that means for us? You giving these guys all this money, the shoe price goes up because they got to pay mm-hmm. these guys for even when they're done playing basketball. Mm-hmm. The shoe game goes up. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I know this for a fact. Let's say I got on. Um, I got on some Adidas right now. They probably cost the grip. Um, but it don't, it only costs probably fifteen dollars to make these shoes. Mm-hmm. They sell them for seventy dollars. That's a huge profit, and you can do that across the world. Mm-hmm. That's global. Mm-hmm. Especially what? with a huge ambassador like Yao Ming, and don't play forget, for the Rockets. You're right. You're right. Made, shoes are made in China. Don't forget uh, working in the sweatshops, the golf world. I wear Adidas in golf. Of course. Oh, yeah. Sometime when I feel like uh, I may throw some Nike on because I just want to get rid of it. <laughs> It'll be inter- interesting. He never had a signature shoe before. I mean, he rocked Nikes all day and all night. Jordan Spieth, Under Armour. Mm. Under Armour's on the come up. They came they up got, so quick. They got Justin. Justin Dustin. Uh, what is it? Uh, what's his name? Dustin. He was a. Uh, Nike was getting him until he stayed out all night on a recruiting trip. They were trying to get him, but he was out all night mm-hmm. trying to hang with the Nike rep. They said, no, that's not the guy we want at the end of the day. They had three guys with him, mm-hmm. and I think um, it's the top three guys that we know. Later on, next thing you know, he's in Adidas. They didn't want him, and it wasn't his decision. But they said, this guy's going to be an all-night year. Who makes $128 million a year for 10 years? Mm. Us, uh, Manchester United, yeah. the largest uniform sponsorship in sports. Guaranteed the team 128 million. See this. <laughs> see this. This apparel is big business because uh, yeah. Grand Canyon here in uh, mm-hmm. University mm-hmm. here in Arizona. They just signed a big deal with Nike. Oh, did they? Yeah. So nice. huge deal. Well, University uh, of Michigan they had Adidas on lock. Yeah. And now I think they switched over to Nike. Money <laughs> last season. Money. I mean, every time I watched a Michigan game, all you saw was Adidas. Adidas. Straight cash, Everything. homie. You heard, uh, <laughs> you heard uh, Moss. All right, man. Hopping back over to the NFL. Let's NFL. play a little over under. Okay, let's go. What position you want to start? You want to start on defense? Let's, let's go cornerback. On. Okay. How about that? Not safety, but cornerback. Okay. What's Number one guy that comes to my standpoint, who is looked at as a, on an elite level, who I don't, I'm just not too sold on his game because he's so lazy in his technique. Ooh. And that's Arizona's favorite on Patrick Peterson. I saw. I'm gonna go okay over under on him for this year or getting better. Give me. I don't know what I'm going over he's, under to. He's. Um, I saw him make a play to yesterday. Mm. Defensive play. He played the man, mm-hmm. which allowed him to play the ball. How many interceptions he had last season? Like five. Yeah. Over under. Over. Over five picks this season. Mm-hmm. I can believe it. I'll take it. Over. I'll take it over as well. He gets six. He returned <laughs> two for a touchdown. How about the uh, the linebacker position? Which which uh, which team? Which player? Ah, pick one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bruce Irvin for the Seahawks. Okay, he made a lot of crying noise after you know not being signed or 
uh, the playoff run. I mean, yeah, you've been a part of a great project, but I think he's a little overrated. If he was playing anywhere else, he would not be the Bruce Irving that we know him as of today. But he's he's surrounded with a lot of great athletes. Exactly. You surround yourself with greatness, you're going to look great. You Rick gotta, Fox. You have to. L.A. Lakers. Rick, yeah. <laughs> Don't hate on Rick. Okay. He used to be married to a that, – what's the actress? Uh, Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams. Mm. Um, Lucky guy. Maybe. <laughs> um, under. Underrated linebacker? Under. Underrated I think, I think he's going to get it done. You want your money, you got to – once you get your money and once you cry for it, you got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. You have to do something about that. Underrated linebacker. I would say Wagner, but let's go with team. Let's paid. go team. Who's gonna win the Super Bowl this year? Oh, no question. Indianapolis Colts. No, no, I'm for real. Let's go. Um, okay, uh, Packers over or under winning the Super Bowl. Under defense, they're gonna struggle on defense, man. Defense. As much standpoint. as I like the Packers, and and I had a couple of those guys on my fantasy. And by the way, I hope I get my Buffalo Bills as my fantasy defense again. I'll go under. They got a, such an easy schedule. Mm-hmm. Nobody should beat those guys. They might lose one game because they got bored. We got one more before we go to break. Okay. Uh, Quarterback position. Andrew Luck. Most overrated, Most. Matt, Matt Ryan. Yeah. Roddy White, yeah. Julio Jones. Come on, man. You should be Come killing on. them. And then you had two running backs that now both of them gone. Next up was probably Matt Stafford, but they made the playoffs, so I can't be too yeah. mad. Matt should have been. Matt should With be Megatron and Golden down. Tate. Yep. Man, it's going well. We got tomorrow is Wednesday. It is Taco Tuesday today. Ooh. I'm probably, you know, probably later on this evening at uh, Nando's on oh, Dobson and Jermaine. That sounds so good right now. Yeah, no, later on this evening. <laughs> um, but we're going to take Wednesday off. We'll come back to a Thursday. Thursday, I'll be calling in because I'll be in Canton okay. at the uh, Hall of Fame. So, yeah. may, I don't know. Put Tim Brown on the phone. Tim, dude, he did, he did yeah. a show with me for, before here. One of those guys on the phone. Kwame Lassa Sports Talk, Demi Lachey, they know him. Uh, we will talk to you guys Thursday. We out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.